Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Analyst Inside Cricket in association, of course, with the Cricketer magazine now. It's Planet Cricket. It's all been going off on both sides of the world, really. Mainly, of course, uh, the story, the fallout from the Australian cheating saga in Cape Town and what will happen there with the ramifications, obviously fairly severe for Steve Smith and the other Australian players involved in that. We're not going to talk too much about that today. We're going to look at England because it's now 12 games since they've had a victory in an overseas test match. Uh, it's a pretty poor run of form and of course they've just been beaten by an innings by New Zealand in Auckland it's the, only the second time they've lost to New Zealand by an innings and Simon well really they were always pushing uphill from the moment they were bowled out for 58 Yeah they were bowled out in the last session of the match on the final day but really lost the game on the first day it was only the bad weather that extended the game really to the final day a sense of inevitability that England were going to lose this match and they duly did. So well played to New Zealand. They thoroughly deserved their victory. In a way, it would have been a, a shame for them if England had escaped well, though England fought on the final day. They gave it a go. Stokes batted really well for four and a half hours and then that poor shot just before the tee interval. I think the worrying thing for England is they look so toothless away from home. Their bowling looks thin. It just doesn't look threatening. And they are getting some low scores with the bat as well. And there are too many holes in that batting lineup. There's plenty of talent in there, but they're not producing collectively the big scores. And the bowling attack is not bowling teams out. It's not threatening to get, te- get the side back in the match if their batting has, has failed or give them the advantage if they're bowling first. You look at the last uh, 11 test matches and the team batting first against them has scored over 300. Most of the time, they scored over 400. I think we made this point the other day on this podcast. That's a, a serious worry for England abroad, and I wonder whether they really do need to look very hard and shake things up a bit, whether it's time. They, they talked about change. Joe Root talked about change coming into this series, but not much change. The, the template of the, you know, was pretty similar to the one that played in Australia, 
And, you know, there's the same old failings, the batting failing, albeit spectacularly here, 58 all out, and then the bowling not really with that penetration on a decent pitch. And that's what I suppose that's what you have to do in Test Match Cricket. You have to be able to bowl sides out, find a way to bowl sides out on decent pitches. And there's a sameness about the attack, isn't there? I mean, obviously, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad are, are class bowlers. They've both taken over 400 wickets, in Anderson's case, over 500. But they seem to take a long time to take their wickets, especially abroad. And you just feel that there needs a cutting edge. We've said this, obviously, during the Ashes. There was nobody bowling 90 miles an hour. And it's not necessarily just the speed. It's the, the way that someone bowls. And you look at, at Neil Wagner, who took a few wickets in this test match and he just sort of hustled the batsman into mistakes and you know sometimes you can look at a bowler like him who's all effort and huff and puff and uh, uh, the odd word or two at the batsman and you sort of almost laugh at them but they actually do have an impact it's their effort it's their just constant striving for wickets to upset the batsman and make him feel uncomfortable I know he's not that quick but he does get a few balls around the batsman's ear holes. And I suppose it makes me think of somebody like Liam Plunkett, actually. I know Mark Wood is in the squad and has threatened to, to play in a couple of test matches and hasn't been selected. And maybe he's not quite as quick as he was after the injuries he's had. But someone like Plunkett, who we mentioned right at the start of the winter as, as an option, just for someone to go round the wicket and bowl it into the batsman's ribs and really try hard, just bend his back, bowl a few short balls. Some of them might get hit for runs, but the odd one might pick up a wicket. Look at the way Stoneman got out in the second innings. He was looking fairly comfortable, but Wagner came in and bounced him a few times and, you know, eventually one ball, he just slightly mishooked and the trap was fairly obvious, but he fell into it. England need to find another way of taking wickets. The same with Ben Stokes, actually. Just before the second interval of the day, the dinner break, short ball from Wagner, Stokes took it on, top-edged it, so he fell to the short ball as well. And that is Wagner's way of operating so many balls short and it's bowled into the pitch and it does take a tremendous amount of effort he's 32 years of age and yet he keeps running in banging it in short I mean it's a, it's a really unusual way of operating the other thing I like about it as well which I noticed today is he walks back with intent you probably don't necessarily appreciate it from a distance even watching on television but if you're at the ground he runs in with intent and then he walks back with intent as if he can't wait to bowl the next ball so you know really impressive from Wagner they're not you know it wasn't a great pitch to bowl quickly on but he made things happen I think that's what England have lacked they just they just don't seem to have those bowlers in their attack their pace attack to make things happen of course you know the man they have been missing with the ball all winter Ben Stokes he didn't bowl here Uh, there was a suggestion that he was struggling with his back towards the end of his innings today so is he going to be able to bowl in Christchurch you know possibly not but you feel as if they're going to have to do something different in Christchurch possibly give Jack Leach a debut we saw in the one day international down at Christchurch the ball did turn a bit albeit slowly that might be an option you know it's quite a big thing to say all right go on you know get in there Jack and, and win us a test match but it's not been working has it it's not been working away from home all winter another innings defeat There were innings defeats in the Ashes series as well. Last winter in India, they had no answers with the ball either. And, you know, they did score runs with the bat, but India just scored more. So I don't think you can keep on doing the same thing. And it would be interesting to see whether they do come up with some changes for the next Test match. I mean, what do you think? I mean, can they play away from home? Can you play Broad, Anderson and Wokes 
and you know Overton in the same team. It's I mean it's not they're not exactly the same sort of bowlers, but it's similar-ish, isn't it? Well, it is. It's, it's too samey, and obviously in English conditions with a Duke ball, which I think makes a big difference because it really polishes up and the shine stays on it and it's a, it's a good, proud seam. So those kind of operators who are very accurate and make the ball move a little bit either way are very handy. But the, the, the same kind of attack on a drop-in pitch in Auckland just doesn't work. And they need a, a cutting edge, some kind of pace that, that just gives the batsman something different to think about. I, I, I would give Mark Wood a go. I mean, he's the only option as someone who's a little bit quicker. They seem a little bit reluctant to let him go in a, a test match, thinking perhaps he might not survive the five days. But really, I mean, why, why think of it in that way? Just think of him as someone who can bowl 15 overs a day and hopefully pick up a couple of key wickets. And how about... Jack Leach for Moen Ali. I mean, that sounds quite a radical move in the sense that you know, it's not like for like. Moen, in theory, offers you something with the bat, or plenty with the bat. We've seen him score test hundreds, but you know, it's not really happening for him. It's not really happened for him this winter, both with bat and ball. I mean, is, is that too radical a suggestion? They're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to tinker. They're going to have to make some tough calls if they are going to change it. No, I, I don't think it's a, a, a too radical a thought at all. Uh, Moen's looked low on confidence ever since he got a bit bombarded in the ashes. And obviously, if your batting is failing or, or at least not really flourishing, it can affect the rest of your game. And his bowling just... At times in his test career, he's looked a, a threatening bowler. But in the last sort of few months, he certainly hasn't. And you might say that bringing in Jack Leach instead of him weakens the batting, but... I think it's worth a gamble. It was interesting actually listening to uh, your interview with Joe Root after the game, and he very much dead batted the idea that they would make any changes and they don't want to be drawn into sort of hasty comment on the way they've played. But I think there has to be some serious thinking about how they approach playing in overseas conditions. And, and it goes right back to county cricket, really. And county cricket's got to find ways of producing bowlers who've got pace and bowlers who really spin the ball. It, it's a big summer, actually, for Mason Crane, I think, really, to try and prove that he's got value in the Hampshire team and that they'll play him in all forms of the game to learn his cricket quickly so that he can be trusted to tie up an end as well as, as take wickets in later stages of, of matches. Now, um, I have to tell you one thing, and I, I've been uh, sort of knocking around London area with a couple of events, and twice people have come up to me and said, uh, oh, you're, you're that cricket person, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, OK. Simon, Simon something. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, uh, you're, you're Simon Mann. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted by that, because I mean, we look so dissimilar that, well, do we look dissimilar? I think we do. Uh, but people just confuse us, don't they? We're, middle-aged, we're, we're, middle-aged men, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. We're all, we're all, just, um, we're all just Simons together, aren't we? What, what about, I mean, here, here's something, also, you know, comment that's been around as well. People say, oh, when England, you know, England's batting fails, and it did, obviously, it's always a bowler that gets chucked out. And that's what we've talked about so far, actually, isn't it? We've talked about perhaps changing the bowling, getting a bit more dynamism into the, the pace bowling attack. And, you know, let, let's be fair as well. England did concede 427 for eight declares. It wasn't exactly as if the the bowling functioned very well as well. But what about the batting? What can they do about the batting? Mark Stoneman at the top of the order. Um, 
what, what do you do about him? Do you, do you say he, he's going to get another test match, or do you say thanks but no thanks? I mean, do you do, do you know do something radical? Just have a, a makeshift opener for the last game, and what what can you do about the batting? Can you is there room for manoeuvre? They've got to stick with this opening pair for the, this last test match, and hope they find some fluency and, and some consistency and build a solid partnership. I think Stoneman is a, is a decent player. I think he'll be all right in England, actually. I think where he got found out was very much against the short ball in Australia, and he just got bogged down. He couldn't find a way of scoring when they bowled back of a length and quite fast and into the ribs and getting the ball up above the stumps. He looks a, a good player if the ball is sort of 84 miles an hour and not bouncing high. And, uh, I, you know, I think he could still be a decent opener in England, but he hasn't been able to really kick on. He's had some starts. He's looked determined and quite compact. But I think he needs to find a way of, of, of kicking on from those sort of 30s and 40s, maybe to work on his short ball technique a little bit. Because what happens is bowlers try that sort of line and length bit first and try and get him out, caught behind or whatever. And then if that doesn't work, then they go with the, the shorter ploy. And, and that's when he becomes a bit becalmed. So I think he's got to try and figure out, how am I going to score against the short ball? Am I going to just you know, try and ride it and play it for runs? Or am I going to take on the hook shot? David Milan is, is an interesting case because he is prepared to, to play the hook shot and the pull shot. And that makes bowlers a little bit more wary of bowling short. Then they pitch it up and then you can get into your drives. So you, you need to have a back foot and a front foot game to be able to flourish at the, the highest level. Milan, to me, is the obvious person to bat at three, actually, because he does handle the short ball well. He looks comfortable against pace. And I just don't think Root does look happy taking on that number three role. Well, I suspect that the reason Root batted at number three in this test match, he didn't want to, he was saying I'd prefer to bat at four, was because they thought it was a bit harsh on Milan to, to move him up to number three after doing well at number five during the Ashes series. Uh, my sense is that... There won't be loads of changes for the Christchurch Test match being played in, in three days' time. They'll basically say, right, you know, you lot, you got us into this fine mess. One last chance to get us out of it. Of course, when you're overseas, you've got a limited squad anyway, so there aren't you know, lots of options. There is, you know, there, is, there is Leach, there is Wood, there is Livingston. They could all come in. You have to find a way to, to slot them all in. But it might well be. I mean, if, if England were beaten heavily again in Christchurch, then start of next season, then perhaps it, it's all up for grabs. That You know, you look at the side, you say, well, you know, him, him and him, they're, they're fine, they're class players, but the rest, we really need to have a, a radical rethink. I mean, that's not the way England have done it in the last few years. It's been, you know, gradual change rather than radical change. But I, I, mean, I just wonder, you know, you, you lose 4-0 on the Ashes... You lose to New Zealand, potentially. You know, they lost by an innings here, an innings of 49 runs, only the second time in New Zealand's history that they've beaten England by an innings. So, you know, it really is a nadir uh, away from home for England. I mean, of course, the, the point is at home they are quite strong. I mean, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? And they're going into a, a home summer, and then next winter it's, it's Sri Lanka and, and West Indies, probably, you know, two of the weaker sides. So uh, I, I, it feels as if we're moving towards some sort of crossroads where some tough decisions will have to be taken, but probably, probably not before the second Test match in Christchurch. No, and I, I guess Ben Stokes is, is a key to all this in a way because yeah. he he hasn't been able to bowl and he does have that sort of X factor with the ball and he does have that presence on the field as well. What Jimmy Anderson had said 
after the ashes was there was no one in the dressing room who would lift them out of their doldrums and, and, and really kind of get a game by the scruff of the neck in the field and he is certainly someone who's capable of doing that and that then allows the other bowlers to, to play around him and, and, and do their kind of war of attrition type of method with somebody who just provides that little bit of extra thrust. So if Stokes can get back to bowling, which I'm sure he will by the summer, then that, mm. clearly, is, that clearly is a, is a key to it. And really, as you say, a lot up for grabs in the county championship, which is about to start in, in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, I mentioned before, this podcast is now in association with the Cricketer Magazine. The, the new issue of the Cricketer Magazine is out now, a big county preview with uh, a page on each county and their prospects for the season. Fantastic opportunity for some young players or even some reasonably experienced players to force their way into this England side. The next test match is the 24th of May against Pakistan. So that really is a great target for a few players who are playing in the first sort of three or four rounds of county championship to, to make a mark. And by the way, if you're interested in, in subscribing to the cricketer, it's very good value at the moment because you can get 20% off your subscription if you go to this website link, www.thecricketer.com forward slash podcast. Follow that link and you'll get 20% off your subscription. And it is a great issue. It's a real bumper issue. It's the biggest one I think we've ever produced. So look out for that and subscribe to it and you'll see which counties we predict and which players, actually, we predict might have. So, so what are your movements now in the next few days? Well, we're off to Christchurch tomorrow, the, the final test match, the, the final international cricket of England's uh, winter. You know, mixed fortunes, obviously. And the one-day team is in very, very good shape. People are queuing up to get into it. The test match team, so many question marks. I know that in... England that really the benchmark is the the test side and I think people do feel let down by what's happened over the last couple of years especially away from home there's people that spend all their money to come out and and watch them play of course there's never any guarantee of success when you you come away and it's always nice to go away as well into you know warmer climates while it's it's horrible and cold and miserable back in the UK now you've you've been you've been on tour now for several months, you've covered the whole of the Ashes, you've done this New Zealand tour. When you're on tour, are you one of these people who packs your bag full of underwear and socks and doesn't actually wash them <laughs> and then brings them all back dirty to wash them at home? Or are you someone who hits the uh, hotel laundry service hard? Um, I am certainly not someone that brings it all home right at the end. No, no, not, not at all. I mean, it, I don't think my Test Match special colleagues would appreciate it if I didn't... Uh, get my underwear and socks, etc., uh, done on a regular basis. I have been away for quite a long time this winter, six weeks in Australia, six weeks uh, touching and, and, and six wearing, weeks and in New wearing Zealand. Shorts, wearing shorts most days, which I know you love? <laughs> well, on, on, not on necessarily on match days, but you know, it's been really pleasant in Auckland, apart from those uh, couple of days when it rained during the Test match, which rather ruined the game and actually extended the game. And without it, we would have been well done by now um yeah it's it's it's, anyways, it's a it's an interesting way of spending your winter coming away and, and following the england cricket team and enjoying also the weather as well that, that you know it, it is a, a a great way to spend your working life um as, as someone who has followed the england cricket team now for oh, goodness knows how long 20 odd years 
Uh, you know, the, the, it feels at the moment that as if we're almost going back to the the 1990s when you know there would be one one good performance and then three shocking performances and then a sort of heroic inning somewhere or or they saved a game somewhere. It sort of feels like that at the moment. And you know what England have lost is that consistency. There was that period where they were really good Test match side. And as I said, people you know people judge I think our our cricket in the UK on the Test match side. Um, it's perverse. Over those years, I've been watching it. England's one-day side has been woeful, and now England's one-day side is as, as good as it's ever been, with a chance possibly of winning the World Cup next year. But they 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 need to find a way. They need to find a way to sort out the Test side. Well, safe travels, and we'll speak to you after the first day's play of the second Test on Friday. And I suppose the only positive thing to say about all this is that it wasn't a bad weekend. For England to lose by an innings because all the sporting world's eyes and ears have been mostly elsewhere. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.